This is the weekly Bible lesson from the Plainfield Christian Science Church Independent Plainfield, New Jersey, the United States of America. This is the lesson for Sunday, April 23rd, 2023. Subject Probation After Death Golden Text, 1 Corinthians The last enemy that shall be destroyed is death. Responsive Reading, Hebrews Therefore, we ought to give the more earnest heed to the things which we have heard, lest at any time we should let them slip. For if the word spoken by angels was steadfast, and every transgression and disobedience received a just recompense of reward, how shall we escape if we neglect so great salvation? But one in a certain place testified, saying, What is man that thou art mindful of him, or the son of man that thou visitest him? Thou madest him a little lower than the angels. Thou crownest him with glory and honour, and didst set him over the works of thy hands. Thou hast put all things in subjection under his feet. For in that he put all in subjection under him, he left nothing that is not put under him. But now we see not yet all things put under him. But we see Jesus, who was made a little lower than the angels, for the suffering of death, crowned with glory and honour. The Bible, Isaiah O Lord, Thou art my God, I will exalt Thee, I will praise Thy name. For thou hast done wonderful things. Thy counsels of old are faithfulness and truth. For thou hast been a strength to the poor, a strength to the needy in his distress, a refuge from the storm, a shadow from the heat, when the blast of the terrible ones is as a storm against the wall. And he will destroy in this mountain the face of the covering cast over all people and the veil that is spread over all nations. He will swallow up death in victory and the Lord God will wipe away tears from off all faces 
and the rebuke of his people shall he take away from off all the earth. For the Lord hath spoken it. Luke And it came to pass that when Jesus was returned, the people gladly received him, for they were all waiting for him. And behold, there came a man named Jairus, and he was a ruler of the synagogue. And he fell down at Jesus' feet and besought him that he would come into his house. For he had one only daughter, about twelve years of age, and she lay a-dying. But as he went, the people thronged him. While he yet spake, there cometh one from the ruler of the synagogue's house, saying to him, Thy daughter is dead, trouble not the master. But when Jesus heard it, he answered him, saying, Fear not, believe only, and she shall be made whole. And when he came into the house, he suffered no man to go in, save Peter and James and John, and the father and the mother of the maiden. And all wept and bewailed her. But he said, Weep not, she is not dead, but sleepeth. And they laughed him to scorn, knowing that she was dead. And he put them all out, and took her by the hand, and called, saying, Maid, arise. And her spirit came again, and she arose straightway. And he commanded to give her meat. And her parents were astonished. John Jesus saith, The Father loveth the Son, and showeth him all things that himself doeth. For as the Father raiseth up the dead, and quickeneth them, even so the Son quickeneth whom he will. Verily, verily, I say unto you, He that heareth my word, and believeth on him that sent me, hath everlasting life, and shall not come into condemnation, but is passed from death unto life. Verily, verily, I say unto you, The hour is coming, and now is, when the dead shall hear the voice of the Son of God, and they that hear shall live. For as the Father hath life in himself, so hath he given to the Son to have life in himself.
and hath given him authority to execute judgment also, because he is the Son of Man. Marvel not at this, for the hour is coming in the which all that are in the graves shall hear his voice and shall come forth they that have done good unto the resurrection of life. Second Corinthians For God, who commanded the light to shine out of darkness, hath shined in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. But we have this treasure in earthen vessels, that the excellency of the power may be of God and not of us. Knowing that he which raised up the Lord Jesus shall raise up us also by Jesus and shall present us with you. For all things are for your sakes, that the abundant grace might through the thanksgiving of many redound to the glory of God. For which cause we faint not. But though our outward man perish, yet the inward man is renewed day by day. For our light affliction, which is but for a moment, worketh for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. While we look not at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen, for the things which are seen are temporal, but the things which are not seen are eternal. First Peter Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, which according to his abundant mercy hath begotten us again unto a lively hope by the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead, to an inheritance incorruptible and undefiled, and that fadeth not away, reserved in heaven for you, who are kept by the power of God through faith unto salvation, ready to be revealed in the last time, wherein ye greatly rejoice, though now, for a season, if need be, ye are in heaviness through manifold temptations, that the trial of your faith, being much more precious than of gold that perisheth, 
though it be tried with fire, might be found unto praise and honour and glory at the appearing of Jesus Christ. Whom having not seen, ye love, in whom, though now ye see him not, yet believing, ye rejoice with joy unspeakable and full of glory, receiving the end of your faith, even the salvation of your souls. I will now read correlative passages from the Christian Science textbook, Science and Health, with Key to the Scriptures, by Mary Baker Eddy. Life is, always has been, and ever will be, independent of matter. For life is God, and man is the idea of God, not formed materially, but spiritually, and not subject to decay and dust. The psalmist said, Thou madest him to have dominion over the works of thy hands. Thou hast put all things under his feet. Life is deathless. Life is the origin and ultimate of man, never attainable through death, but gained by walking in the pathway of truth, both before and after that which is called death. The way through which immortality and life are learned is not ecclesiastical, but Christian, not human, but divine, not physical, but metaphysical, not material, but scientifically spiritual. Human philosophy ethics and superstition afford no demonstrable divine principle by which mortals can escape from sin. Yet to escape from sin is what the Bible demands. Mortals need not fancy that belief in the experience of death will awaken them to glorified being. Universal salvation rests on progression and probation and is unattainable without them. Progress is born of experience. It is the ripening of mortal man through which the mortal is dropped for the immortal. Either here or hereafter, suffering or science 
must destroy all illusions regarding life and mind and regenerate material sense and self. The old man with his deeds must be put off. Nothing sensual or sinful is immortal. The death of a false material sense and of sin, not the death of organic matter, is what reveals man and life harmonious, real and eternal. Jesus' unchanged physical condition after what seemed to be death was followed by his exaltation above all material conditions. And this exaltation explained his ascension and revealed unmistakably a probationary and progressive state beyond the grave. Death is but another phase of the dream that existence can be material. Nothing can interfere with the harmony of being, nor end the existence of man in science. Man is the same after as before a bone is broken or the body guillotined. If man is never to overcome death, why do the scriptures say, the last enemy that shall be destroyed is death? The tenor of the word shows that we shall obtain the victory over death in proportion as we overcome sin. The great difficulty lies in ignorance of what God is. God, life, truth and love make man undying. Immortal mind governing all must be acknowledged as supreme in the physical realm so-called as well as in the spiritual. The dream of death must be mastered by mind, here or hereafter. Thought will waken from its own material declaration, I am dead, to catch this trumpet word of truth. There is no death, no inaction, diseased action, overaction, nor reaction. We have no right to say that life depends on matter now, but will not depend on it after death. We cannot spend our days here in ignorance of the science of life and expect to find beyond the grave a reward for this ignorance. Death will not make us harmonious and immortal as a recompense for ignorance. If here we give no heed to Christian science, which is spiritual and eternal, 
we shall not be ready for spiritual life hereafter. The educated belief that soul is in the body causes mortals to regard death as a friend, as a stepping stone out of mortality into immortality and bliss. The Bible calls death an enemy and Jesus overcame death and the grave instead of yielding to them. He was the way. To him, therefore, death was not the threshold over which he must pass into living glory. Now, cried the Apostle, is the accepted time. Behold, now is the day of salvation. Meaning, not that now men must prepare for a future world salvation or safety, but that now is the time in which to experience that salvation in spirit and in life. Now is the time for so-called material pains and material pleasures to pass away, for both are unreal, because impossible in science. To break this earthly spell, mortals must get the true idea and divine principle of all that really exists and governs the universe harmoniously. This thought is apprehended slowly, and the interval before its attainment is attended with doubts and defeats as well as triumphs. Christian science commands man to master the propensities, to hold hatred in abeyance with kindness, to conquer lust with chastity, revenge with charity, and to overcome deceit with honesty. Choke these errors in their early stages if you would not cherish an army of conspirators against health, happiness, and success. Unless the harmony and immortality of man are becoming more apparent, we are not gaining the true idea of God. And the body will reflect what governs it, whether it be truth or error, understanding or belief, spirit or matter. Therefore, acquaint now thyself with him and be at peace. Be watchful, sober and vigilant. The way is straight and narrow which leads to the understanding that God is the only life. When false human beliefs learn even a little of their own falsity, they begin to disappear. A knowledge of error 
and of its operations must precede that understanding of truth which destroys error until the entire mortal material error finally disappears and the eternal verity man created by and of spirit is understood and recognized as the true likeness of his maker. To divest thought of false trusts and material evidences in order that the spiritual facts of being may appear, this is the great attainment by means of which we shall sweep away the false and give place to the true. Thus, we may establish in truth the temple or body whose builder and maker is God. And now I'll read The Three Daily Duties as given by Mary Baker Eddy in the Church Manual. Daily Prayer it shall be the duty of every member of this church to pray each day. Thy kingdom come. Let the reign of divine truth, life, and love be established in me and rule out of me all sin. And may thy word enrich the affections of all mankind and govern them. A rule for motives and acts. Neither animosity nor mere personal attachment should impel the motives or acts of the members of the Mother Church. In science, divine love alone governs man, and a Christian scientist reflects the sweet amenities of love in rebuking sin, in true brotherliness, charitableness, and forgiveness. The members of this church should daily watch and pray to be delivered from all evil, from prophesying, judging, condemning, counseling, influencing, or being influenced erroneously. Alertness to duty. It shall be the duty of every member of this church to defend himself daily against aggressive mental suggestion and not be made to forget nor to neglect his duty to God, to his leader, and to mankind. By his works he shall be judged, and justified, or condemned. And from science and health, Christian scientists, be a law to yourselves that mental malpractice cannot harm you either when asleep or when awake.
This Bible lesson is prepared by the Plainfield Christian Science Church Independent. It is comprised of scriptural quotations from the King James Bible and correlative passages from the Christian Science Textbook, 1910 edition, by Mary Baker Eddy. For more information, please visit our website, plainfieldcs.com. Thank you for listening, and have a blessed day.